0: Today we discuss the two best prospects in the Islanders organization and an interesting quote from Lou Lamorello about them and some insight from Matthew Barzal about Lane Lambert and the new coaching staff. We've got all that and a whole lot more coming up on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us today and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We've got a lot to discuss On today's show, a lot of insight to give everybody today, but first, if you've got something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question about something we've talked about, a comment, or maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss on the show on a future episode, feel free to send us an email, the email address lockedonislanders at gmail.com, and if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Isles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at NYR NYRVSNYI. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings, and uh, everything going on at rookie camp, training camp, leading up to the season, which, believe it or not, is now less than one month Away, so we're gonna get started with the Islanders and a little comment that GM Lou Lamorello made with regard to the Islanders' top two prospects, and we 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 know that that's Aturate and William Dufour. And Islander fans are very excited. They're in rookie camp. They're going to be in training camp. We will see them at some point. On the ice during the preseason, and that is vital uh, to the experience that these two stuff, uh, these two young players, are going to go through. Because realistically, the Islanders are not going to have these guys play a lot of NHL games this year. But getting a look at them in the preseason is going to be important for them to make an impression and maybe to change Lula Morello's minds. Now, you know, rookie camp started at the end of last week and you know, the the Islanders basically are getting an extended look at Rate and Dufour, but here's what Lula Morello had to say about them uh, just the other day. If I had a crystal ball, I'd say they're not ready at this point. I'm of the belief that I'd rather have them come up too late when it comes to young players. Now, keep in mind right now, Rate, 19 years old, Dufour, 20. These guys are still young. They are still physically maturing, and neither one of them has... A lot of experience playing in North America at this point professionally. So it's one of those things, you know, Dufour, great in the Quebec Junior League, hasn't played any professional hockey, probably will start the year at Bridgeport where he'll learn the professional game and, you know, AHL is a notch higher uh, as far as the competition level is concerned over juniors and then Rate, yeah he played the last two regular season games for the Bridgeport Islanders and then you know what was it eight or nine playoff games with them last year and I think you know some fans may feel disappointed that you know Lamarello is saying that but let's sort of peel the onion away layer by layer one of the things that I think Lula Morello is trying to do right now is to take a little bit of pressure off of those two guys. Uh, Dufour and Rate are the focus, especially at rookie camp, where all of the players, uh, rather, all of the media, all of the fans want to see those guys more than anybody else. And, you know, even on this show, we've talked about those two players more than any other player who has been attending rookie camp up until this point Uh, so i think by saying right away these guys are not ready for the nhl lou lamorello is going to be taking a little bit of the pressure off of them and a little bit of the focus off of them and look if they play poorly he could fall back on this. Yeah, they're not ready for the NHL. One's 19, one's 20. They need a little bit more time, and that is part of the plan. And if they do well, again, he can take the little bit of the pressure off that way. And yet, you know, if they change minds of the coaching staff, that's a bonus at that point rather than something that was expected. And I think... Islander fans are also familiar with some of the past situations that came up, whether we go back a little bit to Nino Niederreiter or Josh Bailey uh, or even Anthony Baviglia, where in the past, especially, you know, a decade or so ago when the Islanders were struggling as a team big time on the ice, Bailey, for example, was rushed to the NHL because they needed him there. And yet he never really uh, developed into the player that, that the Islanders thought he would be offensively because he was a top 10 draft pick. You know, OK, he never scored 25 goals in a season, never became that point a game kind of player. Not to say that Bales is a bust by any stretch of the imagination, but, you know, when you draft someone that high, you expect more offensive productivity from them. And I think the fact that so many of the Islanders draft picks back then started in the NHL at age 18, age 19 did sort of slow their development down uh, and affect it in ways that over the long term probably hurt them as hockey players. So I understand what Lou Lamarillo is trying to do and i think as a general rule it is better to wait a little bit longer than it is to rush a young player into the national hockey league and i'll take it a step further what might be sort of the the happy middle ground for the islanders young players either one of them if they you you start the season in bridgeport And if they're tearing things up in the AHL, if they're scoring a point a game and playing, you know, dominant style hockey against adult professionals. Maybe then when it comes for the trade deadline or after the All-Star break or even, let's say, the last 15 games down the stretch, you could bring them up or bring them up if injuries hit and sort of have the best of both worlds. Yeah, they spent some time in the AHL to gain experience, but they proved beyond the shadow of a doubt that they're ready, and therefore, let's bring them up and see what they can do. It takes the pressure off the young players, takes a little bit of the focus off of them from the media, a little bit, not a lot, and lowers the expectations short-term for fans. So I think overall, That's the thinking behind that quote from Lou Lamorello. And now we'll see how these players do in the preseason and in training camp. And most likely when the season starts in the AHL and we can go from there. We have got more to discuss on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We've got some interesting quotes uh, from Matthew Barzal about Lane Lambert. As we try to get some insight into Lane Lambert's style of coaching, we know it could be a little bit different than what we saw under Barry Trotz, but how much different? We've got that and a whole lot more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's early season games. BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. And, hey, NHL preseason is less than a week away. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. So, we got a little insight uh, from the one and only uh, Matthew Barzal. And Barzi, you know, a lot of eyes on him. And how is he going to play it? Uh, Will the change from Barry Trotz to Lane Lambert have an impact on the way Matthew Barzal plays? And here's what Barzal had to say the other day. Uh, doing some interviews, media interviews, for the kickoff of training camp. Uh, Basically, here's Barzi. I need to still do those things that make top players successful. I still need to back check hard. I still need to play hard defensively. It's not like I'm just going to be skating around, running gun, no stopping on pucks. That's just not winning hockey at the end of the day. It may be fun hockey, but I've learned through Barry and through Lou that the way you win is playing the right way. Maybe I will have a little more, I don't know, it just comes down to doing the right things and then maybe I get a little more leeway on the other side of the puck. But at the end of the day, I got to do the right things defensively for me to be successful. So, you know, what do we see? From this quote. Well, first of all, I think it's very much what we expected. And that is that I think Lane Lambert will give a little bit more flexibility offensively. He will open things up a little bit more perhaps than Barry Trotz did. That we're going to see a similar but not identical style. But fundamentally, the one thing we know is that Lane Lambert learned as an assistant under Barry Trotz for, you know, about a decade, all the way dating back to his days in Nashville. And that Lou Lamorello picked Lane Lambert because Lane Lambert will continue to reflect the philosophy of Lou Lamorello. And that is an important thing to keep in mind so i think here we get some insight from matthew barzal about sort of how the islanders are going to play it and it, it really doesn't surprise anybody in that you know the the foundation is going to be most likely similar but there may be a little more flexibility especially for a player like Barzal, who has all that offensive uh, talent and skating ability to create plays. We'll see. Now, one other thing about Barzal and something that he said, uh, he was asked uh, as one of about you know 12 to 15 NHL players when he was in Las Vegas for the player media tour, ESPN asked these players, If you could remove or change one NHL rule, what would it be? And what Barzal said is also kind of interesting. Um, He said, you know what I did? I made a list of rules that I would change. Here it is, ideas for the game. Here's what the league needs to do, Barzi says. The league needs to find a way to only have two refs on the ice. The refs are in the way all the time. There needs to be a way to have the game controlled without officials being in the way. It's always happening. It's interesting because, you know, 1998 is when there was one referee. The last year there was one referee and two linesmen on the ice. And then they went to the fourth official, the extra referee, which was designed at the time to sort of cut down on a lot of the dirty plays that we would see behind the action. So, you know, the uh, Islanders would skate up the ice with the puck, and behind the play, uh, let's say a member of the other team would take a a swing, a, a slash, let's say, at the ankles of one of the defensemen trailing the play because the referee was following the puck, and wouldn't see it. And now when you have two referees, more of those penalties are being called. So, But here it is. Matthew Barzal, being the great skater that he is, wanting more open ice and more space to maneuver, whether it be in the neutral zone or the offensive zone, or even if he's carrying the puck, let's say, from behind his own goal, to, to lead a breakout play. Not a surprise that that is one of the things that Matthew Barzal would think about. Is it going to happen anytime soon? No, probably not. But interesting that that is the way that Matthew Barzal is thinking. And, you know, I, I, I think there is some, uh, some logic to it from Barzi's personal perspective. One other quick thing I wanted to touch on uh, before we got to our Islanders' birthday of the day. Lou Lamorello announcing yesterday that goalie Corey Schneider will be back and will be starting the season with the Bridgeport Islanders. Uh, probably again platooning with Jakob Skerek. Uh Here's the quote from Lou. Corey will be coming back. He's an outstanding veteran, did a great job, and mentors the young players. He will certainly be in the minors to help those players along, and we'll see him in training camp. Last year, Schneider played 30 games for Bridgeport, was 14-11-4, with a 921 save percentage and a 2.71 goals against average. He played one game with the Islanders when uh, you know injuries hit the goaltending Uh, one of the goaltenders and they had back-to-back games and that was his uh, a 4-3 win over his former team the New Jersey Devils back on April 3rd which was his first start in the NHL in more than two years so uh, Corey Schneider back could be sort of it would be between him and Skarek as to who will be uh, the third goalie in the organization if they need someone to be in the backup for a game or two. But we have to see sort of how this all plays out. But it looks like Corey Schneider back. Still no word on Zdeno Chara's decision as to whether he's retiring or returning to the ice if someone will sign him. But, uh, oh, and, and one other thing I did want to mention, uh, realistically speaking... Uh the, the Islanders, you know, not going to be able to bring in, uh, you know, all the players that we sort of were hoping they might be able to bring in on a PTO. So still no PTOs signed by the Islanders. And I find that to be a little bit surprising. Sonny Milano uh, already signed a PTO. Uh, so He's not coming to the island, and uh, no surprise there, but I thought at least the Islanders would sign somebody to a PTO uh, and bring them in. Doesn't look like that is going to happen. When we come back, we have a very famous Islander and all-star goalie who will be our Islanders' birthday of the day. Let's see if you can guess who that is. We've got all that and more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Time now for our Islanders birthday of the day, and uh, Monday. We're a day late on this one, but Monday was the 41st birthday of former Islanders goaltender Rick DiPietro. DP, drafted by the Islanders with the first overall pick in the 2000 draft, went to Boston University, native of Lewiston, Maine. Made his Islanders debut in 2000-2001, playing 20 games for the Isles that year, and really was a brash, young, exciting goaltender, and then he signed that infamous 15-year contract that I think kind of turned a lot of people against him because the contract was so long, and... You know, disappointing that injuries derailed a promising career. I interviewed, uh, you know, Rick a lot. He started off as as a very confident, some would say even cocky kind of a goaltender. But, you know, as he matured, unfortunately, that's sort of when injuries derailed his career. And he, he spent his entire NHL career with the Islanders, last playing with them in 2012, 2013, then went down and had a couple of years in the AHL trying to get back. But Rick DiPietro had to retire at a young age, now doing some radio work and media work in the New York area. And uh, it's a shame. You know, we, we heard him. We actually heard DP get injured when he was miked up during an all-star game uh, skills competition. Uh, And that was upsetting enough. And he, you know, injuries just kept derailing a once disappointing career. And while I don't think the 15-year contract was wise, maybe you sign a guy like a Wayne Gretzky or a a Mario Lemieux to that kind of a deal. But that's for a -a once-in-a-generation player. But... You know, I blame management more than the player. If somebody offers you a 15-year, I think it was $67.5 million contract to play hockey, you'd be foolish to turn it down, and you can't blame Rick for accepting it. We're going to go back and look at one of Rick DiPietro's better games with the Islanders. This is a playoff game. Uh, We'll go to April 10th. 2004 in Tampa Bay Islanders in Game Two of their playoff series with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Tampa Bay winning Game One, three to nothing. Here is Game Two. Obviously Rick DiPietro in goal for the Islanders. Nikolai Habibulin in between the pipes for the Lightning, and it was the Islanders getting on the board first. Ruslan Fedotenko, a future Islander off for hooking and yanni ninema scores his first goal of the playoffs roman hammerlick and mark parish with the assist at 11:42 of the first period islanders one and the bolts nothing no scoring in the second period but in the third the islanders extend their lead jason blake his first of the playoffs dave Scatcherd and roddick martinek with the helpers at 336 isles go up two to nothing and then in the final minute, Blake gets his second of the game—an empty netter. Mark Parrish and Yanni Nenema with the assist at 19:05. The Islanders win this one by a score of three to nothing, and Rick DiPietro a 22-save shutout to earn his first playoff shutout of his NHL career. So you know, Rick DiPietro had a lot of really good moments for the islanders in goal had if he could have stayed healthy i always wonder whether he would have made multiple appearances in all-star games rather than the the limited career that he ended up having but uh unfortunately uh for rick di he never really was able to complete it played in 318 career nhl games all of them with the islanders uh started uh won 130 lost 136 and had 36 ties or overtime losses his career save percentage 902 and that career goals against He had 16 regular season shutouts uh and then of course that playoff shutout that we spoke about so the veterans report on wednesday it's time for everyone to get to training camp and get things going for this season and uh, i am so looking forward to that so uh we will have more updates and insight from training camp from the islanders players and more previews of what we can expect from this year's islanders team I want to thank you again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30 minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. You can stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30 minute NHL podcast. And just by the way, shameless plug here I do host the Monday edition of the Locked On NHL podcast and co host the Friday edition. But we've got great shows every day, Monday through Friday, to keep you up to date on the latest from around the league. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.